having a good day? We're here to ruin it. I'm Jordan. And I'm Anna. And this is Ruin Your Day. So what happened was, so Jordan just asked me what happened to my cat's window hammock. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mia is a little, uh, chonky to say the least. <laughs> and it kept, and I don't really think it's necessarily like the fact that she's so chonky. Cause like she, she's big, but she's not like massive, but the suction cups on it kept like coming off the way. And she's very unhappy about it. The suction cups kept falling. <laughs> so it, it, it kept falling. I got nervous that she was going to like die don't cats land on their feet they do however (laughs) i'm a paranoid woman (laughs) who loves her cat entirely too much (laughs) and i do i know mia i know she's very she's very vocal today yeah she is and she has my hand oh and it's yours now okay um but yeah so that went in the trash because it just kept falling and i was like i don't want her to get hurt while i am not here or something so So what you're saying is we need like a we need like a little ground hammock yeah that's what i was thinking you know like those tiktok (laughs) cat beds that they have that they look kind of like eggs yeah and they swing i was thinking about getting one of those (gasps) for her she would love that she would be so fashion so fashion. So, so <laughs> I just look at her sometimes and I'm like, I love you more than my own life. Like, <laughs> same with Clyde. <laughs> oh, Clyde. Oh, my little, my little shoulder parrot. Clyde hasn't been with us in a while. Clyde while hasn't, been recording. No. Welcome, Clyde. How do you, how, how is your uh, life journey going? Yeah, it'd be a lot better if I had a little smoky up <laughs> He keeps looking. We have like a plate of little smokies right in front of us, and he's just like, "Give it to me." Yeah, because it's nine in the morning, drinking coffee. This is ruin your day in the morning. Ruin. <laughs> We're gonna start it early so we can ruin your day all day long. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Um, I have something for you. Oh, and I've been waiting. Oh, until we're recording to no. give it to you. No, you're going to like it. Okay. Okay, so I just want to say, first of all, I want to start with an apology. Oh, oh, okay. I'm so sorry that it's taken me until July to get you your April birthday present. Oh. <laughs> My life is atrocious. <laughs> and I hate myself every day because of it. <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, you know what? Just a little <laughs> sidebar going off of that. If it makes you feel any better, my friend Claire, um, I got her a, like a little birthday present for December of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and she just got it like last month. That's so. fair. So we are the same. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, we are the same person. But okay, I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> so it's... An, um, I'm going to need you to close your eyes. Okay. But I'm also going to need you. It's an article of clothing that I'm going to help you put on. And then I want you to open your eyes once it's on and then your reaction. So just stay where you're at. Okay. I'll be here. Okay. Okay. Go. Yes! (laughs) Sanjiro! 
Okay. So I need everyone to understand something real quick about us, about me in particular. I like anime. Same. And she just bequeathed me a kimono from Demon Slayer. The green and black checkered one. I'm literally wearing this for the rest of the day. Sounds it's good. fine. We're going to go see Black Widow later. later. I'm going to be wearing this. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you. You're welcome. It's so nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so my roommate came in a couple days ago and she saw it and she was like, what is that? And I told her and she was like, oh, Anna's going to love it. <laughs> That's all she does. She's like, Anna's going to be so happy. Y'all know me so well. Oh, of course we do. It's like the time I walked in with a Naruto headband and I had one for everybody. <laughs> we were all like, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and then we watched Inuyasha. Yep. 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 We watched all the anime. <laughs> okay. Uh, please so, still like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, you know the the trend on TikTok where you do the... The the sheesh, the sheesh yeah. and they put the hand on the the inner elbow, whatever that is. Yes, yes. And then anyway, so you and I know where that originates from, mm-hmm. Naruto. Yes, because we watch it. Yes, and one of my coworkers, she would just do that. She didn't know what it meant, and so finally at lunch, I'm like surrounded by her and like four other women my age. <laughs> One who has already said, like, I don't really understand or get anime. She says, I don't care if other people watch it. It's not like I'm saying, like, don't watch it. She's like, I don't get it. I'm like, that's fair. Sure. Not everyone likes it. Um, Not everyone likes true crime, but here we are. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) It'd be like that. It do be like that. And so she she said, so the one coworker, she goes, sheesh. And I was like, you know what that arm movement's from, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, no. And everyone stopped and looked at me. I was like, none of y'all know the origin? They're like, no, tell us. And I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't want to. I was like, um, it's from Naruto because (laughs) I watch anime. And they're like, why are you saying it like you're ashamed? I was like, because people shame anime watchers. Yeah. I just like didn't know if that's, yeah, because like. Back when we grew up, if you watched anime, you were the weird kid who ran around on the playground like Naruto, with you running f- with half your body forward and your arms flying back. And now I just run around my house like that, and it's fine. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm here for it, but, like, that kid was ridiculed in public. No, but really, but, like, you know, on a serious note, yes. Like, there were people, whenever I was in fourth and fifth grade, mm-hmm. who would play Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. cards. Like, they would just sit on the sidewalk during recess mm-hmm. and play Yu-Gi-Oh. Now, and I thought I would, it was weird as fuck. Now I'm like, I want to play. But like. Yeah, I don't know how to play. Now, did I collect Pokemon cards with my older brother? Heck yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. As a child. But we didn't play it. We, we, they were, we collected Yeah, them. you just collected the cards, yeah. And so, I guess you could say my, I've loved anime for a very long time. <laughs> I didn't know that I loved it until I was older. Yeah. Which is weird, because like I, 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 I was also a closet weeb when I was a kid. I watched Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I watched Pokemon. Oh, um, loved Pokemon yeah, as a but, child. You know, I didn't tell my friends that. I was like, oh, yeah, they're so weird. Oh, my God, I'm still, I'm still kind of in the anime closet about yeah. a lot of things. Like, <laughs> trying to date. 
You know what? They're just going to have to accept. How do you be like, so I know we just had a really intellectual conversation about border security and uh, policies surrounding uh, land property and eminent domain, but I'd also like you to know that I thoroughly enjoy watching Inuyasha and um, I may or may not be in love with Shishomaru. Like, (laughs) like, how do you... you Who is your favorite Pokemon? (laughs) What is your favorite? That's, that's what you're asking on a date. But no, you know what? Go ahead and answer that, Jordan. Oh, I thought you were asking me. For <laughs> I was real. asking. I was asking, like, okay, now that we've had this intellectual conversation, what's your favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite? But you know have what? You Go seen, ahead and answer. Have you, seen the, have you seen the TikTok audio that's like, who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's whatever. Not. Fuck. Fuck. And it's always like the, the text over is like, my mental illness is gone. Yes. <laughs> no, you've just been sleeping. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, one tear rolls down my face because i get it (laughs) but no for real though in like elementary school when i would like spend the night at my grandparents Mm -hmm. so my mom's parents were like i'm convinced that my grandmother was nocturnal like she would stay up until like two and then subsequently we would stay up until two in the morning that's probably honestly where I, i got my nocturnalness from yeah and um we would wait for, like, my older cousin and I would wait for Adult Swim to come on because, like, we'd, you'd get through Robot Chicken and, like, all of the stupid shit, and then they'd start playing anime. Yes. The Toonami yes. shit. Yes. And honestly, they would play one or two episodes of Inuyasha, and that's when I first saw Inuyasha mm-hmm. and was like, I fucking love this shit. <laughs> This is great. This is great. <laughs> How could you not love Inuyasha, though? It's so fucking good. We need to watch more of that. I know. Well, hey, you say when. I'm here for it. D- d- later, when we come back from the movie. <laughs> After this commercial. <laughs> We're gone for eight hours. <laughs> but yeah. So, hi. We're weebs. <clears throat> hi, hi. My name is Jordan, and I'm a weeb. Hi, Jordan. You're among friends here. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and begin. Yeah, because you got a long one. Because I think it's, I'm going to try and move through this. I don't, I don't know actually how long this is going to take, but it's, it's, it's more pages than I usually have um, for these. So um, today, today we'll be talking about the man, the maniac, Richard Speck. On the night of July 13th, 1966, and into the early hours of the next morning, 24-year-old Richard Speck tortured and murdered eight nursing students in Chicago, Illinois. Claiming to have been drunk and high on drugs, Speck held all eight women in one room and systematically led them out one by one into another room to either strangle or stab them to death. I hate it. Yeah, it's bad. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say this is a gold star episode. <laughs> this is this is pretty brutal. Um, just you know, be warned. Richard Benjamin Speck was born on the seventh, born the seventh of eight children on December 6, 1941, in Kirkwood, Illinois. Um, three years after Speck's father, whom he was very close to, died when he was six, his mother remarried and moved the family to Dallas. So. Um, also something to note, I didn't like write it down, but so, but when, uh, his father was alive, like they were very religious, very like non drinking family. Okay. Um, she married Carl August Rudolph Lindbergh, who was a 
raging alcoholic. Oh, we love to see it. Yeah, and would verbally and physically abuse the children. Oh, great. Um, he was not a pillar of the community. Oh, he was not a good shit. dude. He was. Um, he had a criminal history going back about 25 years with arrest rangings from DUIs to forgery. So, like, crimes... But not assault crimes. Not that I know of. Not that okay. I could find. He was a raging dickhead. Like, um, like, a, like a total ass. Yes. And abusive to his family. Yeah. But like not as a good person. As far as I know, he did not like, I don't think he hurt anyone. Physically. Outside of his family anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, like he raging dickhead. Like just awful, awful person. Hmm. Um, so while Speck hated his guts, mm-hmm. he was the only male example. He had in his formative years. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, he began drinking at the tender age of 12. Jesus Christ. I mean, Ju- technically, I started drinking at the tender age of, what's third grade? Eight. <laughs> Catholics. Ew. Okay, well, that's a li- I'm talking like he was like binge drinking by the time he was 15. Fuck. Yeah. That. I didn't have my first sip of like alcohol with the intention to consume alcohol for getting drunk purposes until college. Oh, no, me either. Me either. I never, like, partied in high... Like, I'm such a loser. I never partied in high school. No, um, you're an academic. I'm an academic. Barely. <laughs> um, That's fair. I was not in high school. I was not an academic. I just was like, mm, I don't feel like... part. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah. It never did. It never sounded fun Truly, to me. It never... House parties... I mean, in high school, it was like, you want to go to somebody's land? You go to someone's barn out in the woods or something? Yeah. Go fuck around in my own barn. Yeah. It's not fun. Partying in a barn is not fun. Yeah. No, it's not. For those of you who think that, like, who's never grown up in the country, and you think, like, oh, it'd be so cool to go party in the barn, roll around the hay. First of all, hay is not soft. Second of all, (laughs) there's splitters everywhere. Second of all, Barns are messy, they're dirty, and they're dangerous because they have equipment everywhere. Yes. You all are romanticizing party barns that are specific venues. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that. Anyway, so he was drinking every day by the time he was 15, and he dropped out of high school at 16. Mm. In October of 1961, Speck met 15-year-old Shirley Malone at the Texas State Fair. Three weeks later, she was pregnant. Damn. Yeah. Uh, also, keep in mind that he was 20 at the time. And she... Aww. 50. Yeah. Yeah. No good. No good. No good. Um, it just... Yeah. So they married in January of the next year, uh, and they moved in with at his... At 16 and 21? Yep. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. No, I'm just... feeling very cynical today. Bad thing. No, 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 no. No, you're correct. <laughs> you're correct. Bad things. Bad, bad, bad things. things. Um, so they moved in with his uh, mother, sister, and his like, his sister's husband. Um, and by this point, his stepfather was out of the picture. He had, they had separated, and um, thank God for that. Yeah, bye, bye, bitch. Um, and then on July fifth of nineteen sixty two, his daughter Robbie Lynn was born, and Speck was nowhere to be found. Where was he? Serving a twenty two day jail sentence for disturbing the peace in McKinney, Texas. <laughs> Um, Speck's life of crime mm. started when he was 13 
when he he was arrested for the first time for trespassing. Over the next decade, he would be arrested many more times for misdemeanor offenses, but his crimes escalated as he got older, as they usually do. Yeah. Um, In July of 1963, Speck was caught after he forged and cashed a check, a $44 check belonging to a coworker, burglarized a grocery store, sold cigarettes, beer, and $3. (laughs) A whole $3. Shit. He was sentenced to three years in prison, but was paroled after serving only 16 months in Huntsville. Mm. Yeah. Huntsville's not a good place, by the way. No. Oh, no. oh my bad, god. I feel like I've place. told this story before on this podcast. I, so Is it about the roommate? Yeah. The yeah. The I, one the with the prisoner escaped. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hunt the, Huntsville's not a good place, y'all. Don't no, it's it's a fine town. It's just the, the, the jail there is not good. That's like Texas's death row. Yeah, pretty so, much. Um, and it is a little scary. Yeah. And, uh, the fact that like in high school we used to go there for competitions. Mm-hmm. And well, not to the prison, but to the town. <laughs> I realized how that sounded. <laughs> it's like a jailbreak we competition. <laughs> I'm on the jailbreak team. So, what kind of extracurricular t- activities did you do in high school? I was on the jailbreak team. <laughs> oh, cool, man. That's so awesome. I would be on that team. I would so be on I that would team. I would so be on that team. As long as I don't have to interact with any actual prisoners. Yeah, Sign no, me up, baby. No, I would definitely. I wouldn't even survive a, a Beyond Scared Straight. Episode. Oh no, no! I would just immediately start crying uh, as soon as I walked in. Just like, no, I don't want to be here. No, nope. never mm-hmm. want to be here. I'm fine. I'll never break a rule ever. I again. cry when a cop approaches me. Like I get pulled over and I start crying. Yeah, like, pretty much. immediately. Like yeah. Uh, so only a week after his release, only a fucking week, on January 9th, nineteen sixty-five, Speck was once again arrested after attacking a woman with a 17-inch carving knife. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. He has no no restraint, no like, boundaries, no nothing. Like, he's just a fucking animal. This was in the 60s, right? This is in the 60s, yes. This was 1965 at this point. He's a white man? He's a white man. They could get away with literal murder. Yeah, well, and... All- yeah, I have a lot of feelings about this. It's just, it's a lot. Um, I think nowadays, which I don't really know the criminal justice system all that intimately, like the policies and procedures. Right. But I have a feeling, and it's because of acts like this and people like Spec. but like, I think they're m- more restrictive, one, and two, um, they take into account those types of patterns and behaviors yes now that they've seen consistency like i think in the 60s they didn't really put it together that like if they show a pattern of crime they will continue to escalate said pattern until they cause bodily harm this was kind of time before like serial killers and all that right you know that was the 70s yeah that was like the late 60s early like manson hadn't even happened yet Mm Uh, I don't think Ted Bundy had happened had been going on yet. Um, well, and the FBI hadn't even really started like they, criminal behavior analysis. Yeah, until I don't, the seventies. So. I don't even know if they had the word serial killer. Oh was yeah, no, used it, yet. it wasn't. It wasn't the the term serial killer was not used until the seventies. Right, it's coined by the FBI. I think they used. They could, what did they call it before that? It was like something, I think it was something with a pattern. Like yeah, I think like pattern word, m- murder, m- yeah. pattern something, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was kind um, of a weird one. but Yeah, but they, yeah, so, and to be clear, Speck is not a serial killer. We'll get into that. We'll, we will a, get into that. He's a mass murderer. Yes, he is. That's yes. correct. And we'll get into the differences ah, in a little you. bit. Yeah, you did it. You, you did it. Ah, thank you. Um, but um, 
Yeah, so he's not a serial killer that that we really know about. Anyway, um, so he was returned to Huntsville, but again was only was released after only serving six months of his sixteen month sentence. Hmm. Wait, <sighs> he was sentenced sixteen months for attacking a attacking woman? a woman with a fucking carving knife. Of course he was, and he was released after six months. That's you know what fuck the 60s I don't, criminal justice system well and it's just like you know and it, it, even today like i think it's so weird that like attempted murder doesn't hold the same weight as murder you had the intent of killing someone you just didn't you succeed. just didn't succeed so i don't i don't quite I mean, I get it, but, like, also, like... I could argue both ways. Yeah. Like, it's just weird to me. I think the thing that bothers me the most is how we have um, prisoners in the system right now for nonviolent crimes such as, like, marijuana possession. Oh, yeah. That are in there for a lot longer than mass murderers. Now, I'm not saying, like, let's let all the people with drug-related crimes, like, sentencings go. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I think, well, yeah, marijuana is one of those where I'm like, "Uh, no, they should not be in jail. Like, like, should they be in jail for three years? Because like if they're usually if they're like convicted of a charge um, due to a marijuana possession, selling, whatever, like if it's marijuana specifically, they're going to jail and they're going for the maximum time that is allotted. But then you have prisoners or you have like violent know, offenders you have i don't know i'm just throwing this out there a cop who kills a man by by uh putting his knee on his neck and or and all this and the, you know putting weight on yeah and crushing him and suffocating him and he gets he gets the midway point sentence and he had the intent to kill i thought he got the max did he not get the max it's no it's about midway it's 22 and a half years yeah um the max is 30 okay okay and i think like the minimum or average minimum is like like between 15 and 20 yeah and he got 22 and a half it's so gross and then he's like going to have a there's a federal case currently going on and whatever that charge is, he will, he will serve concurrently is when they serve them at the same time. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Concurrently instead of consecutively. I hate that. And I personally think it needs to be consecutively. I do too. I don't, I don't get so that I'm just it saying doesn't make sense to me. You have marijuana related drug, uh, uh, marijuana related offenses getting their maximum sentences. Mm-hmm. And then often, you know, more often than not, you have murderers getting about average sentences, like not the max, not the min. Yeah. And, you know, then they also take into account time served and all that to like lessen the yeah. amount of time they serve. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just things to think about. Yeah. I I have, I have thoughts, but mm-hmm. yeah. But um, please continue. Uh, so he was rele- released after only serving six months. Um, in January of 1966, um, the same month, his wife filed for divorce. Um, Speck was again charged with aggravated assault after stabbing a man in a bar fight. Get ready for this one. This is this is a fun this is a fun little twisty twist <sighs> Ooh, okay. that you're gonna get. Just, I'm ready. Joy out of. Um, no, no, joy. <laughs> no joy, no, none. Well, this wouldn't be called ruin your day podcast for real. Um, so he stabbed a man in a bar fight. Mm-hmm. 
um, like punctured him, like actually stabbed him. His defense attorney got the charge reduced to disturbing the peace. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. Yeah. The only thing that's keeping me going is the thought of the muffins that you are currently making. They're over there if you want to go get one. No, I'm going to wait until I'm in the worst mood possible. Okay. And then I'm going to treat myself. You know what? That's fair. It's called mental illness. <laughs> mental illness i tell you um okay so speck was again on the run from police after burglarizing a grocery store and selling the spoils out of the trunk of his car his <laughs> the face you are making is giving me life because it's like same it's what the actual fuck? i know he's such a fuckhead like he's just the actual worst um so he was selling the spoils of his blur burglarizing from the trunk of his car in the parking lot of a grocery store um his sister took him to the bus station and he caught a bus to chicago so his family was like helping him and enabling him. So uh, there's that's another thing. And abetting. Yeah. Um he went so he went back to Chicago and then he went back to Monmouth where his family had lived before moving to Texas. Um, like with his real dad. Um so on April third, nineteen sixty six, Mrs. Virgil Harris, who was sixty five years old, mm. uh, was blindfolded and tied up by a burglar after she returned home around one AM from um I think she was babysitting. Mm -hmm. um, he then raped her, ransacked her house, and stole two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, mm. a sixty-five-year-old woman mm. for two dollars. On April thirteenth, so ten days later, Mary Kay Pierce, a barmaid who worked at a bar frequented by Speck, was found dead in a hog house behind the tavern. She had last been seen four days earlier leaving the tavern, and she had died from a blow to the abdomen. Like, Holy her liver. fucking yeah, shit. He, like, he ruptured her, or whoever did it, whoever did it, ruptured her liver. I'm going to speculate wildly. <laughs> he did it. Y yes. I'm going to uh, speculate. Oh, oh, get ready. Like, uh, yeah. So, police questioned Speck about mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and asked him to stay in town for further questioning, mm -hmm. as you do. Um, when they went to question him again on April 19th, this is about a week later, he had, surprise, surprise, left town. Oh, shocking. Only hours before like, they came and knocked shocking. on his door. After searching his hotel room, um, at the, like, the room he had been staying in at the time, they found a radio and jewelry Mrs. Harris had reported missing after the incident at her home. So, I, I believe that that murder is still unsolved, technically, but like... Let's be honest here. I'm gonna speculate wildly. <laughs> yeah, like he, he did punched it. her in the How stomach. Do you punch so so hard that yeah, you, you said it, it, her liver exploded. Her, her liver rub, ruptured liver is what I have in my notes. Yeah. Also. I sometimes forget how big our liver actually is. Yeah, our liver is giant. It's large. I always think it's tiny. It is not. Yeah. It is huge. I can't, It like, takes up a lot of space. The, I can't wrap my head around, like, the, like, the insides of our body, like, the size of everything. Like, that's always been kind of, yeah, like, weird for that me. that fits into a human. Yeah. Like, there's, like, you know, 20 feet of intestines inside of us. Right. Or something weird. How? 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 Listen, I got words for our creator and evolution. 
I got questions. <laughs> I got questions, man. I got questions. It, it made no sense. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't get how you punch someone so hard that you you rupture their liver. Yeah, I I have no idea. I don't know if he punched her like one time or if it was like just kept punching her. Or if it, like he had like some brass knuckles. Yeah, like I no idea. That's that's wow. just all I know is that she just I mean, was basically also, beat. So it, it, it she was beaten, but it, it doesn't say what it doesn't say what she was beaten with though. Mm-hmm. So like he could have like knocked the breath out of her with a punch, and then he could have just like beaten her with sure. whatever was around a two sure. by four, a, a, a car part, or something. Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, can, I I have no idea, but um, yeah. Um. So, after staying a while at his sister Martha's home, um, his sister Martha's home, Speck was basically kicked out. Oh, good. Um, and he spent the day drinking and bar hopping on July thirteenth, nineteen sixty six. He later that day held fifty three year old Ella May Hooper at knife point. He took her back to his place raped her and stole her 22 caliber revolver which is like think of like a purse gun like yeah. it's like a little tiny gun mm. um, i mean i know why he's going after older women they're easier mm-hmm. physically to subdue mm-hmm. he left her um he left her there basically he drank some more at the shipyard inn's tavern and left around 10:20 p.m. dressed in all black armed with a pocket knife a hunting knife and the 22 he stole from LMA so before we get into the meat of the story, we're going to go back to what's the difference between a serial, a spree, and a mass killer. Let's hear it. What's the difference? The big difference, you may ask? Mia's asking. Cooling off periods. Mm-hmm. So serial killers have, um, they have breaks between uh, their murders, like, you know, a couple months usually, years even. Spree killers, not so much. Um, they will... Usually spree killers go from like place to place to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will do it like within like a couple of days. Yeah. Now, Speck is not really a spree killer evil either. He's he evil. Is, he, is he is evil. evil. He's not really a spree killer either. Um, he is a mass murderer. So mass murderers are more similar to spree killers in that they, they kill basically in the same, in the same time frame. Um, like they kill a bunch of people at one time, but they stay in one location. Mm-hmm. He killed, you know, he killed eight people in mm-hmm. one place. Mm-hmm. Um, like think of like a school shooter. Yeah. Like that's what a mass murderer is. Yeah. Um, so that's a diff. that's like the basic, mm-hmm. you know, quick and dirty on that. Um, mm-hmm. So now we're going to get into the night mm. at 11 p.m. On July 13th, 1966, after walking a mile and a half from the tavern, Speck broke into a townhouse that functioned as a dorm for nursing students. He bound the hands and feet of the six women who were home. I'm going to do my best not to butcher these names. Some of these, some of these women are, um, they have, they're Filipino, mm-hmm. so they're uh, not familiar with how to pronounce their names very well. Yeah. So Corazon Amoreo, mm-hmm. Melita Gargulo, Gargulo. Sorry, uh, Valentina Passion, Patricia Matisek, Pamela Wilk- Wilkening, and Nina Joe Schmally. Um, and they would take, he basically would take them, um, like he would like leave them all in the room. He would take one out and then kill her by either strangling her or stabbing her. Yes. You said six women. Yes. 
So Corazon, Melita, Valentina. But he nope. killed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. okay. Don't we're getting okay. there. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So there here. were six women at home. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna listen. Yes. Two of the victims, Suzanne Ferris and Marianne Jordan, walked into the house after Spigan, uh, Speck had begun killing. <laughs> and so they walked in basically and he like just stabbed him right then and there and killed him. Shit. Yeah. Um, the final victim, Gloria Davy, also arrived home late. She had been like out drinking with her boyfriend. So she, I, I was reading in one place that she, like, so she came home, he tied her up and left her in the room with the other women. And she was like falling asleep, like in her place. Well, yeah. She yeah. She had been drinking and all that. And I just was like, oh, it's so sad. Like she just wants to go to bed, man. <laughs> literally all she wants is like, to sleep. all she wants to do is, um, she's probably to go to bed. Not because, because she's at that point of being drunk, she probably doesn't even fully understand what's happening. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. I, I mean, I think she was, because they talk about like her kind of like, you know, crying and screaming too obviously um but yeah i mean she was like dozing off like in her place like as she was tied up um, I, mean, I mean you talk yeah. about immense terror anxiety adrenaline yeah alcohol yeah all mixing together yeah there's no telling what kind of response oh yeah and, nope. and you're seeing it play out with the crying the screaming and yeah. then the sleeping i mean those yeah that all that all tracks for everything that's oh, yeah. occurring in her body right now. Yeah, like I have no idea what kind of headspace she was in. Yeah. Like that just must have been just so horrific. Mm. Um, she was also the last to be killed, and she was the only victim to be raped by Speck, which is interesting. No. Yes, I, I it's a, very I interesting. A, I have a question. Yes, she. Do we know her ethnicity? I think she's white. I think so, she's why I'm not sure. I, you know what? Actually, let me look it up real quick before I. I wonder if he, it would fit his profile as being a white woman. If all the rest were of. Not all of them were. Okay. Um, it's just like a handful one. of them were. Um, were Filipino. Yeah. Like some of them were Filipino and the rest were white. Like I'm looking at a picture of all oh, okay, of them. Okay. So she was white. Okay. She was white. Okay. Um, but yeah, like there was like three or four of them that I believe were Filipino. I should have looked that up. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, I just, I was curious because you have, you know, eight women and he only rapes one. Yeah. Well, and what I really do find that odd and I'll talk about it a little bit more in a minute when we talk about like the crime scene and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Why I think that's so weird, but yes, she was the only one to be raped. thoughts on it. So I'll wait till the discussion. Um, So at one point, Corazon Amoreo, I, I believe she was called Cora. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, she actually managed to roll under the bed and hide there all night. Oh, I know. Baby. So Speck fucking forgot about her, I guess. Like he lost count. Yeah. Um, she remained there until 6 a.m. the following morning. She ran to the window and began screaming. They're all, they are all dead. My friends are all dead. And she was screaming until the police arrived. Like she was just like at the window, just screaming and crying. Poor baby. I know. Um, and I think she was still bound too. Like I think she was still like tied up. So like, oh, oh God, like it's just bad. So police arrived. The crime scene was horrific. I bet so. Horrific. Like they, like there was like a story about like, um, like cops would go in, like kind of newer, younger cops would go in and they come out and throw up. And then the older ones would be like, oh, you can't handle a little blood. And then they'd go in and then they'd come out and throw up too. Like seasoned officers were just like horrified. Um, so 
We're going to walk through this a little bit. Okay. Gloria Davy was found naked and face down on the couch, and she had semen on her buttocks. Pamela Wilkening, she was gagged, stabbed through the heart in the upstairs bathroom. Suzanne Ferris was found face down in a pool of her own blood with a white nurse's stocking tied around her neck. 18 stab wounds. Shit, that's overkill. Mary Ann Jordan was on her back with three stab wounds to the chest, one in the neck, and one in the eye. Nina Schmally, she had strips of sheets tied around her neck and stab wounds on her neck. Um, And they also, when they walked in, it looked like her neck was broken. And it was. Um, Valentina Passione, uh, face down with a slit. She was found uh, face down with a slit throat. Merlita Gargulo, she was thrown over Valentina, and she was also stabbed and strangled. Now, Patricia Matasek, she was found in the bathroom on her back, hands bound behind her, and she was strangled with a bedsheet. Her nightgown was rolled up over her breast, and her panties were rolled down. This is like where it gets kind of weird that he, I mean, I'm glad he didn't rape her, but he didn't rape her. Um, she, they also, they think that she was the one that, um, he followed home from the bar. So they, they were pretty sure that he followed one of the girls home from the bar when he was killing her. Cora Holt heard, um, him ask her, are you the girl in the yellow dress? So, and she apparently was out that night and wearing a yellow dress. So he had like followed her home. (sighs) So, but he didn't, but. I mean, yeah, like, so he had, like, he was humiliating her, but he didn't rape her. Yeah. So I'm not going to get super in-depth on the manhunt, but Speck evaded police for days mm-hmm. um, after the murder. However, with the description given by Cora and the fingerprints found at the scene, police were able to pin the crimes on him pretty quickly. After another drinking binge, he was at a bar or a, a buddy's house and I can't really remember where he was but he parent so he drank again as you know he does he's a raging alcoholic mm-hmm. um Speck cut his wrists and one of his elbows with a broken bottle I don't know if it was on purpose and I don't or I don't know if it was an accident kind of sounds like it was on purpose the okay. way it was like described in the notes like he like cut his wrists mm-hmm. um he was taken to Cook County Hospital which was the same hospital the bodies were at um, a doctor at the ER recognized him and alerted the authorities that he was there mm. at his trial. Oh, what? It's a good job, doctor. Yes. Way to go, doctor. Because, I mean, they had plastered his face, like, everywhere yeah. at this point. Um, at his trial, Speck claimed he had no memory of the events, saying he was drunk and high at the time. The prosecution was unfazed. They had eyewitnesses at the scene as well as the fingerprints. So, didn't really matter. Yeah. After 45 minutes of deliberation, mm-hmm. the verdict was guilty. Good. Yes. And he was sentenced to death. Good. His sentence was later commuted, commuted to life in prison, though. I mean, still good. It's still good. Rot there. Rot there for all I care. However, it sounded like he had a pretty dandy old time in prison. Ah. Served, uh, Speck served his sentence in Statesville Correctional Center in Illinois. I misspelled Illinois in my notes. That's not how it goes. Anyway, um, he was constantly, constantly caught with drugs and moonshine. Good Lord. In 1996, a video of Speck surfaced, um, which was taken in 1988. 
And it apparently uh, like an anonymous attorney leaked it. I don't really know what the story behind it was, but it was like, apparently it was like this two hour long video of this prison um, that he was at and he was in it. In the video, Speck is wearing silk panties. He had large breasts that were grown from taking hormone treatments and he was blowing another inmate while they were doing cocaine. That's a lot to unpack. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I, I don't even know. I don't know. That's a lot. That's, That's a, a lot. lot to unpack. Yeah. I don't know if he, I don't know if he was, you know, transgender or if he was, I don't know. Like, I, and, then I, and then it makes me wonder, which we might get into in a little bit, but it makes me wonder, you know, why he had if he the reason why he had so much anger towards these women that he would hurt them in that way is because he wanted he envied them wanted to be them i don't know if that's it i don't know you know i, I can't really i can't I mean, say had, that with confidence that that I was either it, but i mean again speculating wildly yeah um i mean but but he has a shit ton of anger yeah. towards women it could i mean it could stem from so much and you might get into it um oh i have no idea i mean no, it, it could I, go I don't know. it could just be that you know when he when he attacked raped and robbed the older women it could be him going after his mom for making poor choices in husbands you know it, yeah. could, be a, it could be a range of things it, it could um i mean i think he just didn't have any good good examples growing up. Like his stepdad, who was around for most of his yeah. you know childhood and teenage years, was a piece of garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And could, it could be that he just thought that's how women should be treated. Yeah. Because that's what he grew up. Yeah. Watching. I, again, I don't know if this guy was attacking people, you know, out in public or anything, but I know that he was abusing his family. Yeah. And so that's what he saw. That's yeah. what Speck saw at home. So I, I think it just was a, just, that's how he thought he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I have no idea what any of this bullshit yeah, yeah. <laughs> means from that video. I, I should I wish I knew more about it because it's, yeah. it's really, it's wild. Um, so during the video, someone behind the camera asked him why he killed the nurses. His response, it just wasn't their night. <laughs> I hope he's burning and in the eighth circle of hell i hope his punishment is in hell is just being stabbed by the Mm -hmm. ghosts of those women like by just like his hell their heaven yeah (laughs) yeah oh god i just i oh it's so bad so on december 5th 1991 the world was rid of Richard Speck when Bless he died from a heart attack the night before his 50th birthday. Blessed be. And that's all she wrote, man. Good God. God, he is a, just an absolute piece of shit, man. Awful. Yeah. So, yeah, and I have no idea, like, what the psychology behind any of it is. I, I think he just, he, like I was saying, I think he just had no example and he thought that's how women were supposed to be treated. Yeah. Honestly, it's the psychology behind it that fascinates yeah. me. That's always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. My mom was afraid I was going to be, um, a, be a, a criminal uh, behavioral analyst, mm-hmm. uh, analyst mm-hmm. like for the longest time. I mean, I could still do it. I know. I was. I was like, whenever I was in high school, that's what I wanted to do too. Was like be like a like a 
the, the title's a, not a profiler in real life, but like one of those kind of yeah. jobs. I also wanted to be a forensic anthropologist for a really long time. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like bones? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I'd yeah. do it. I would, I would, I would go back. I've, I've, it's not the yeah. gore. I had no issue. I have no issues with dissection. Not that I've ever dissected a body, but I have dissected. <laughs> I dissected a fetal pig in high school. I, oh, and a cat. I did a cat. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know how you'd feel if I said I dissected. A cat. I, did, I did dissect a cat when oh, I was yeah. in high school. I, I teared up a little bit, but it was okay. Um, <laughs> when I did it, I took uh, anatomy mm-hmm. with uh, with a coach that we both know and love yes. <laughs> very much. Yes. Um, and that was like the funnest class. Like we dissected it. So I think our first. I I find dissections fascinating. Like I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but um, the well, we did they they stink to high heaven. Yeah, I hate like that formaldehyde. I, mean, I, I grew up with two science teachers. My mom, yeah, and my, my grandmother, science teachers. Like, and I grew up on a farm. Yeah, like, dissection. Not that like we dissected a bunch of things, but like I've dealt with animal death yeah. en- enough to be like okay, it didn't phase you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like we did like an eyeball, we did a rat, we did a heart, yeah. a brain. Did I? Um, we we're, we just did an eyeball, a cow eyeball, and a cat. Oh, we did all the things. <laughs> and I've held I've held a cow retina on my finger. Oh, I've like yeah peeled the, it back. Oh, it's <clears throat> it's fluorescent and the or iridescent. The uh, the lens are cool too. Like the like the lens. Uh-huh. I think we did like a goat eyeball or something like that, and it's oh. like a little skittle. <laughs> like the devil's I hope, skittle i hope it's a devil's skittle. i hope anyone listening to this was not eating i'm so sorry y'all you know what it's okay we've ruined your meal too we've ruined <laughs> your day we've ruined your meal um don't be richard speck man don't fuck Golly. and if you know the psychology or you've done a little research on this and you have information to give on this please send it to us oh yes please do oh and i i realized recently that i'd never like say my sources um after my episodes i do apologize for that i i promise you, no information <laughs> is my own interviews or anything um but the sources that i did use for this one were britannica thoughtco murderpedia and all things interesting mm. so i'm gonna do better about that i do i do apologize i don't want anyone to think that i'm plagiarizing we've or, seen it yes it's a journey. We're making constant improvements. Yes. It's it's a work in progress, y'all. <laughs> um, that's all I got. You got anything else, my dude? Um, no, my leg is numb. Oh, then it's time for us to eat muffins. Yay! <laughs> well, muffins, 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 muffins. Follow us on all the things. You know what to do. And uh, well, have a have a have a great day, y'all. Oh, I hope it's wonderful. <laughs> Bye. Bye.